Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Thursday, August 4th, 2022. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, we've got the latest on reconciliation with a look at where Senator Kirsten Sinema and Senator Bernie Sanders are. Number two, some really tragic news. Indiana Republican Jackie Walorski and two aides died in a car crash yesterday. And number three, Adam Schiff. Remember him, the California Democrat, who's potentially looking at a leadership bid? We've got some news on his latest fundraising numbers. All right, Jake, let's get into it. Of course, the number one story dominating all news out of Washington this week is reconciliation. We have been talking about it uh, on this podcast. We had a brown bag lunch uh, that really featured it yesterday for our premium members, all the ins and outs and the twists and turns. But it is Thursday morning, a little after 5 a.m., and we are really no further in terms of understanding uh, where the parliamentarian is in terms of what's actually happening with the birdbath and when this uh, you know, kind of show could get on the road in terms of Chuck Schumer putting this bill on the floor. Well, here's what we do know, Anna, is that the, the Senate Finance Committee, one of the main um, uh, uh, committees with jurisdiction over this stuff, over... Um, uh, energy policy and a whole host of things in the reconciliation package had not even um, uh, started presenting its its material yesterday, and that's a huge problem. Not a huge, not a huge problem, but it is a a big. Um, how do you? How should I say it? It's, it's just, a big it, problem for anybody who wants to go to the beach next week. It is right. <laughs> I mean, at this point, I would say I I don't know how this. I mean, I I. You know, could it could they start this week? I guess so. Um, it's Thursday. Um, and could they do a motion to proceed vote tomorrow? Maybe. Um, but I, I could also see uh, I could also see that getting pushed to next week quite easily. So um, let's just pause for a second here um, uh, and talk about uh, Kirsten Cinema. Kirsten Cinema the Arizona Democrat who is at the center of all the, you know, will she or won't she talk about the reconciliation package? We started asking ourselves yesterday, why wasn't she brought into this, this negotiation? I mean, she has very predictable complaints here. She says she felt blindsided or someone close to her says she felt blindsided by the deal. And we always knew that mansion and cinema are the two, uh, for lack of a better term, weakest links in the Democratic chain, right? Um, meaning, we always knew they would be a problem. So the question now becomes, why didn't uh, Schumer bring her in or at least read her in before this was public? I mean, I, I, I don't quite get it. I don't know. I, I agree with you. I mean, it's, an, it's it, I mean, every, everybody can kind of backseat quarterback, uh, you know, armchair quarterback, whatever the, the phrase is that is escaping me uh, this morning. But No, armchair I mean, quarterback is right. <laughs> all right, all right. I'm, I'm working on it. I'm working on it uh, for my, my fall sports uh, analogies coming in strong early. But I do think one of the things that you have to at least, if you step outside of this, is getting even this package this far was so difficult. And as much as yes, Kirsten Cinema, she there are a lot of provisions that she worked on that she wanted that are in this bill. At the end of the day, the last two times that this fell apart for Chuck Schumer, 
it was all blamed on Joe Manchin. It wasn't on Kirsten Cinema. It was that, you know, Schumer and Manchin had these kind of deals going in and they would fall apart. The White House was upset with Manchin. Those, you know, Schumer's leadership office was upset with Manchin. A lot of behind the scenes and even kind of public griping by Senate Democrats that maybe Manchin wasn't even a Democrat that, you know, should he even chair committees? So, you know, there is, I think there is something to be said that when negotiations like this happen, they're so difficult to get done, particularly the, to do it in a way that shocked, you know, their own leadership, their own members, uh, certainly the press that they had this larger package. You have to, I, I think you have to give some credit here that, that the two of them needed to kind of come to terms with a larger deal because if it didn't, it wasn't, it, it wasn't at the feet of Kirsten Simmons not getting done. No, but I, just broadly speaking, um, uh, the, the, I just think that these, gripes are um predictable right i mean this is not you know what i mean like this is not this is not coming out of left field um but i mean now let's just return to the to the overall kind of timing question let's assume that cinema does have gripes we know she does and they're gonna have to start changing the bill uh and now you have bernie sanders who we we spoke to yesterday um also having problems with the bill. So now you have two people on two ends of the spectrum with problems with this bill. Um, so it's gonna, uh, you have to imagine it's gonna change in some way, either or like cinema, if she wants the carried interest provision out, that's a quick fix. But if Bernie goes to the floor and starts offering tough amendments, I mean, that will take, that will, that will be something that Schumer has to contend with. Um, and it might be uh, a little bit dangerous for some in his party on some of these amendments, um, although the leadership is going to want to defeat those amendments most likely. So, I, you know, my base case, Anna, is that we're looking midweek next week at earliest to finish this thing. And um, I, I mean, could they do a motion to proceed Friday, get the Voterama started, get kind of everything started Sunday? Yes, they could. But cinema is not... That would be without cinema's, you know, yes or no. That would be an enormous leap of faith for Chuck Schumer. It is going to be, uh, it's going to be very interesting to watch. And as always, we'll be covering every twist and turn of it in this morning's free morning Punchbowl News AM uh, newsletter. We also have a lot of commentary on uh, other Democratic senators and where they are uh, in vis a vis, you know, kind of this strategic decision to make the deal just between Schumer and Manchin. I encourage you to check that out. You can always check out that free morning newsletter at our homepage at punchbowl.news. Let's talk, Jake, about this uh, just number two story of the morning. Tragic uh, tragedy has really struck the House. Uh, Representative Wolarski and two aides died in a car crash yesterday. It was just I get goosebumps right now even saying that. Um, just a shock that has ripped through the Capitol. Um, Jackie Wolarski, uh, very well liked Republican from Indiana. You know, I think all of us have, have uh, interacted with her before, some uh, on our team more than others. Uh, I mean, I know you and I have been texting about this uh, since it happened, actually. Um, t- tell me where, what, you, what we've learned the latest and, and kind of what you're hearing on Capitol Hill. Yeah, this is incredibly sad. Jackie Bolorski was a member of the House since 2012, a um, very close ally of the um, 
Republican leadership, especially Kevin McCarthy, Steve Scalise, Elise Stefanik, actually all three of them, to be honest with you. Um, she was a uh, the ranking member of the House Ethics Committee, a job that is often, not often, always occupied by a top ally of the leadership. Um, it, Walorski and uh, her two aides, her communications director, who is well-known on Capitol Hill, uh, has worked for a bunch of different, uh, several different members, Emma Thompson and her district director, Zachary Potts. Um, uh, uh, we don't know the cause of the crash yet. Initially, there was a, a um, uh, some thought that the car that hit them um, collided with them head, head on. Uh, but the, I, it looks like, according to reports this morning, the Elkout, Elkhart County Sheriff Department has retracted that statement, saying that that might have been incorrect. Now, I, I there are some just heart wrenching statements, uh, uh, gut wrenching statements rather, from members of the conference, people like Kevin McCarthy, Steve Scalise, um, uh, and Wagner, a Missouri Republican with whom Walorski was very close uh, about her death, uh, and. Um, just very, very sad. Uh, her district was in South Bend or anchored in South Bend at the North End. And um, Pete Buttigieg, who was the mayor of South Bend, issued a statement about her saying uh, nice things. Joe Biden issued a statement and uh, ordered flags flown at half-mast at the White House. Speaker Pelosi did the same. Speaker Nancy Pelosi did the same at the Capitol. I have to imagine there will be some... Um, ceremony or, or um, uh, mem- commemoration, remembrance ceremony at the Capitol for, before Walorski. I just want to say one thing, which will resonate with a lot of our listeners, to be honest with you, is that like, it's this is August recess. I mean, these are two close aides to the Congresswoman driving after an event. I mean, this is something that is just eerily familiar to so many of our listeners and readers um, who work for members of Congress, have worked for members of Congress. So just a a gutting, gutting incident. Um, Let's move on to the number three story of the morning. We have been covering and scooped that California Democratic member Adam Schiff is eyeing a leadership bid. And now we have some news in this morning's newsletter uh, that Schiff had a very large dollar. July, we had been reporting on the fact that he was kind of hopscotching across the country, doing a bunch of events for members, um, you know, and the, the the fruits of his labor are, are now going to be uh, in the Punchbowl News AM, Schiff raising $442,000 for candidates and members in July. He also raised $57,000 for candidates and members through his own donor network. Um, and, and really the eye-popping number here to me, Jake, in June and July, shift transferred $250,000 to the DCCC. So the big argument has always been that Nancy Pelosi is this juggernaut of fundraising and nobody could ever compete. Um, you know, Schiff obviously showing that he's he's got a lot of ability to turn on that, that money tree when he needs to. Yeah, and leave aside just the numbers, which are pretty good. Um, the fact that... Um he is pounding the pavement like this is uh, is just quite interesting, and it, it tells a lot about his ambitions, which we've been catalog- cataloging, and um, uh, which we've been writing about. I mean, it's too early to say whether he has an actual chance, 
people close to him obviously make that that point that he has a, a really good chance of getting this done. Um, I am. We'll have to see. We'll just have to see how this all shakes out. Who's around? When they're around? What they want to be? Um, and uh, we're going to withhold judgment on that. But just interesting to hear. Uh, interesting to hear to see what what Chiff is doing. Absolutely. All right. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Please leave us a rating and review or share about The Daily Punch. It's the best way for folks to find out about us. You can also subscribe to Punchbowl News in our free morning newsletter at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.